baby bus. Around the world in 80 days. Episode 1. Passpart to the Almighty Servant. Around 11 o'clock in the morning, fervent applause suddenly erupted at a restaurant in London. Surrounded by a crowd, a young man sang as he turned somersaults. My name is Passepartout. I flip and I sing and I play the fool. Sitting back now and having a good laugh too. No worry in the world, cause I fight fires too. I'm the almighty Passepartout. Wow, he's so clever. Isn't he called Passepartout? A young man dressed like a waiter gave the thumbs up and said, That's right. He's Passepartout. He's so fun. We made a bet. If he can perform this stunt for all of you, I'll have to tell him Mr. Fogg's address. Is he an acrobat in the circus? If so, he must be the best singer among the acrobats. Or maybe the best acrobat among the singers. Passepartout turned a hundred somersaults at one go before he stopped. When he had finished, everyone could see what he looked like. He was chubby and had upturned lips and a round head. His hair was disheveled as if it had been a hundred years since he combed it. The waiter with whom he had bet quickly went to him. Passepartout, you've won! Mr. Fogg lives in Seville Row, a villa in Burlington Gardens. But why do you want to find Mr. Fogg? I heard that Mr. Fogg leads a routine life and does not like to go on trips. He's the kind of master I'm looking for! I would like to be his new servant. The servant job Passepartout mentioned was the kind of a job specifically meant for those who wanted to work with the wealthy. Passepartout was a servant, but his former master was a drunkard, and he liked to run around. Passepartout was very displeased about this. When he heard that Mr. Fogg lived a routine life, did not like to run around, and was now looking for a new servant, he was overjoyed. He immediately decided to apply for the job. What? Mr. Fogg's new servant? Well, everyone, it's late. I'll be off then. As he said that, Passepartout rushed out of the restaurant in a hurry. Uh, is that fellow crazy? Mr. Fogg's a good master? Ha! Huh. He's very stern. My goodness, his old servant was fired because the hot water he drew for shaving was half a degree too low. Oh, poor Passepartout. Meanwhile, in the living room of a villa in Burlington Gardens, a smartly dressed gentleman sat in a chair, his eyes glued unblinkingly to the clock on the wall. He appeared to be in his forties, and he was tall and handsome. He was the master of this house, the wealthy Mr. Fogg. James, it's now 11.25. Go take a look and see if there's anyone coming to interview to be my new servant. Yes, sir. The old servant James stood to one side as he answered. He then turned and walked to the door. At this moment, the door crashed open and a chubby figure rushed in. Oh dear, I'm so sorry. My name is Passepartout. I'm here to interview to be your new servant. I was running too fast and couldn't stop. It was Passepartout. He was running too fast and couldn't stop, so he stumbled into the room. He only stopped when he crashed into a table. 
But before he could relax, he realized something terrible. There was a vase on the table. But when Passepartout crashed into it, the vase started flying toward Mr. Fogg. Oh dear, if the vase smashes into Mr. Fogg, I'll never get to become his servant. As that thought struck Passepartout, he pushed hard with both feet and lunged forward, disregarding his own safety. His body hung in midair, and he stretched out his arms to catch the vase, landing safely on the floor. The vase was just three centimeters away from Mr. Fogg's nose. Mr. Fogg, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I knew you had to go to the Reform Club at 11.30. I was, I was so anxious. It's now 11.27. You have three minutes. Mr. Fogg interrupted Passepartout. His tone was very calm, as if the incident with the vase hadn't happened at all. Three! Three minutes! All right, my name is Jean, and I'm a Frenchman. You can call me Passepartout. The meaning of the name is diligent with hand and feet, and not too slow with the brain. I can solve many problems. Passepartout is a good nickname. I think I'm an honest person. I've been many things, like a wandering singer, a circus performer, a coach, and a fire chief. You've done many things indeed. But I hope to become your new servant from today onwards. When you feel bored, oh, I can sing for you or even turn a few somersaults. Why don't I sing a song for you right now? La 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 la. May I ask what the time is now? Oh, uh... Passepartout was stunned for a second, then immediately pulled out a big silver watch from his chest pocket. It's now 11.25. Nobody's watch is as accurate as mine. Your watch is four minutes slow. Please forgive me, but that's impossible. It doesn't matter. As long as you remember the time discrepancy. From now on, Wednesday, October 2nd, 1872, at 11.29, you've officially become my servant. Uh... Just like that? Recruiting servants isn't a complex matter, is it? As he said that, Mr. Fogg thrust the house keys into Passepartout's hand and got up to leave the house. When Mr. Fogg's right foot had taken 756 steps and his left foot had taken 757 steps, he reached the Reform Club. As he stepped inside the door, he suddenly saw a few nervous figures running toward him. Mr. Fogg! Mr. Fogg! Something is wrong! Who were these flustered figures? And what had gone wrong? Stay tuned for the next episode.